If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. That's right, Wednesday. We're almost at Spider-Man. I mean, look, at this point, you've seen my review. What's crazy about it is at the time of this taping, I haven't seen the damn thing. So we're going to do box office predictions of what we think is going to happen. And I got Matt Nost on the show, finally. We're going to talk about uh, a bunch of shit, man. We'll talk about Spider-Man for sure. But Matt's got a great show that we're going to talk about as far as settle the score goes i've been on it many times over you guys should know about it we're going to talk about that he's going to tell me why i should be watching succession like everybody else is so much and we're even getting some comedy store talk because there's i don't even necessarily know if matt and i have gone over how we met each other and how we've kind of stayed in contact and it's just good to have him on the show so we'll be bullshitting we'll be doing all that it's the big thing and make sure everybody if you haven't done it already subscribe to the channel go ahead and do that hit subscribe Hit the notification button. That's really important. And if you're not doing it already, you should be subscribed to this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of it. You know the drill. All right. Let's get into this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the big thing. Myself and Nost. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Once again, it is Wednesday. Christian Harloff here. And look at this guy. I am joined by Matt Nost. What up, brother? How are you? Good to have you. So. Amazing production you have going here. Just isn't it great? It's like a one man band. I'm yeah, like that literally, guy that's with, what I was thinking. He's a fucking one man band. <laughs> like that guy with the drum. Yeah, like, you got the cymbals <laughs> on the knees. You got the bass like, drum on your back. You're some sort of uh, you know brass instrument. And, and honestly, though, what's funny is as stressful as it seems like it might be, it's the most calm and refreshed I've ever been doing this in this space, like ever. You think it's just because you don't have the cacophony of 17 individuals running around trying Could to help produce a show? You mean this is less stressful <laughs> than dealing, micromanaging? Not micromanaging. That, that's a, you know have you to manage. You have to manage. You have to. There's no way something that, that large production right. just exists on its own with everybody right. going willy-nilly. Although there was confusion and spectacular because the way you relayed to me what you asked me to do, I was oh, expecting yeah. to be front of stage. I, I actually liked it better than when you came out on stage. Okay. Because the, the person they directed me to, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's side of stage. And it's like, are you, 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 you were, sure about that? You were supposed to be, it was supposed to be on the floor. Yeah. It actually played better when you came out because it allowed the audience to see you more as opposed to if it would have oh, been just the down, camera. tucked in. The, the audience the at home would have seen it on camera. Yeah. But true. the audience there, I think it was more impactful. So at first I was like, oh, where is it? I thought you maybe they, they missed the cue or you missed the cue. And I was like, oh, shit. Nah. We missed Nost. And then. You walked out. I was like, you know what? And then you guys improv the top 10 boom. It, it, it worked. It worked really well. I told John, I guess it'll be on this week's yeah. top 10. What I wanted to do was, so I, as I described it to him, you know the Ace Ventura 2 where he's comparing pain? The, ah, yeah. Yeah. Ah. 
I wanted to do that, but John's I like yeah. ah, for Dan and just go back and forth. Hilarious. But well, yeah. but I was like, that that makes it about me. And no, I don't need good. to be out here nice. for too much. Nah, this thing's already five nice hours long. It was, but I thought it was nice what you guys did. It was a nice reunion between the two, plus the fact that you and Dan, like you guys, when you left, there was no, there was never any beef in the story between you guys, so it didn't really make sense. It was the fact that you guys, yeah. too, and that see you out there. It was a nice moment, for sure. It was nice to be out there and hear everything, you know, John's been playing this thing since you guys came in in, mm -hmm. in 2015. And yeah. the fact that he finally, because you said it to me when I told you, like, oh, it's actually really stepping down this time. Oh, I've already told him. Yeah. I was like, I don't believe you, but that's fine. You're <laughs> Nobody does. He's Sugar Ray. Right. He's going to retire and then unretire and yeah. then retire. Like and unretire. There's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah, nothing true. wrong with it. You've be been back. doing this for a long time. You need a break. Dude, I totally agree. He definitely does. Plus, the guy's got 87 shows on his network. He needs to He needs to manage them. Create some time. He does. Somewhere in there. Um. So, yeah, man, let's let's get into, I want to talk before we, because I want to talk about your show for a bit, So, but let's get into, let's get into the Spider-Man thing, because like I said up top with them, uh, I'm going to see it at the time of this taping, we're taping it on Monday. Yeah. I'm going to see it today at four. So, okay. it's, have you been going back to the theaters since? S tentatively, yes. Yeah, same with me. I've, I've gone to like three or four. What'd you, what'd you see? I go, I go after it's been out for a while. Yeah. Kind of uh, just to, yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. So, there's nobody left in the theater like daytime show or something no usually no. like a week a week full week late yeah. and then on a tuesday night right not a weekend it's just yeah so just to like get it the fuck out the way 15 people in the theater spider-man i'm hoping to see monday this upcoming monday night it ain't gonna be i know gonna, it's gonna be packed no i've been waiting go. i haven't yeah. gone to a full theater and yeah i'm really hoping monday's fine because otherwise we're like why then i should have seen it on thursday if right. it's gonna be this fucking packed it's gonna be packed regardless i think because this is this is the, the first i think big movie Shit, man! Since like Endgame, like that, this big, like that kind of massive. What did you see in the it, theater, though? It doesn't have the same heat overall to me. No, not at all. Because I mean, that's that's a combination of what fifteen movies to the oh, team. I, I think it was twenty one or twenty two, something like that. Something right. ridiculous. Something ridiculous. So leading up to that, at that point, no, of course not. But I mean, but since we've been in this shit for two years, that you finally get a movie that people are that excited. It's the first event movie for, for okay. in a while. Yeah, I mean. I'm going in with no expectations. I didn't yeah. like Far From Home. Okay, it's so, better for me when I see it. It's better for you. It gets better. Like when I first when I first saw it, I thought it was it was good. Okay. And then I don't know because we just did a rewatch series on this channel, and for some reason, I I I just I enjoy it more. What what didn't you like about it? Kind of cheesy. Well, it's one of the worst theater experiences I've had in uh, a while. Why, uh, <laughs> dude? So it's we're at an hour twenty, hour thirty into this movie, yeah. and two people walk in, and we're in the middle. Like middle of a row in yeah. the middle of the theater, my wife and I it's sold out. Okay, and they walk in and then they stand in front of my wife and they're like, "You're in our seat." And we're like, "It's ninety minutes into the movie; these are our seats." <laughs> and they show my wife like, "Here, these are our seats," and she's like, "What time are those? Does that movie start?" Oh, and they're no. like, "Oh, in like an hour from now." I'm like, "Yeah, you need to get the fuck out." And then the person next to to me, there was a girl, kept asking her boyfriend. I think it was this movie. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I had a string like seven straight movies uh, where I bad after bad. I was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. And it was an arc light, no less. Uh, but it was like, all right, so that's Spider-Man. That's what I kept hearing next to me. Oh, so that's Pete. So he's oh, Peter no. Parker. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We were like this 75 movies into Spider-Man yes, at this point. Yes. <laughs> Be one thing if it's fucking Doctor Strange. Right. Like, I get it. I get right. it. You have the no Eternals, working Eternals, knowledge. Eternals. 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 Like, right, right. Yeah, just throw a dart at almost <laughs> any other fucking superhero movie. Right. Spider-Man, Batman, right. Superman. You fucking know it. You got bit by a spider. We figured yes, it out. Yes, or right. this one's somehow different. It's right. not the same thing. Right. right. 
But it's it's the same story. Does this it. one do it? Does he actually have the webs in his body, or does he build? Oh, it's a, so he's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Is he in high school? Oh Jesus Christ! Right. Uh, so, but what you everything that you just said is the whole. Reason. I've been having this conversation with everyone on this show for the last like four or five months. This is why I love the day and day screening of HBO Max. I know that it is absolutely done yeah. a thing where it's. I, I get the argument for how it's hurt some business, and we'll see what happens with Matrix when we'll it see. comes out. We'll see for sure. But um, but like Dune, I know Dune's supposed to be in theater experience. But I would rather watch Dune on that TV right there with a good sound system than to hear someone walk in and go, "Here's my seats." Oh, is that a, uh, wait? Is that a worm? Uh, it's like people. They, it was the worst, but yeah, it, I, I think that's a much rarer occurrence. Just given the number of oh, movies I've no, been to, man. All the people like think about every experience that you like. I I get lucky enough that I go to these press screenings, so people are somewhat like behaved. Yeah, I don't try to go to the the main because people aren't behaved in theaters especially with phones and putting their feet up and like i hear sebastian maniscalco in my head everywhere i go it's just like what are you in your living room this guy this, you're wearing a fur coat <laughs> yeah. in the middle of summer in a movie it's like <laughs> like yeah it's like that's what i'm you and you and the guy's got his feet up you're bringing an italian dinner <laughs> Get a bag of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I wish he'd curse because he'd be you motherfucker right there. Right. But he just doesn't. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's... I, but at the same time, like, I, I've seen several movies as of late. It was a perfectly good viewing experience. Yeah. Now, it could be because the theaters were at, like, a 20, 25, 30%. Like, I, I waited forever to see Bond. I liked Bond, by the way. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's not, it's not great, but it's good. good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's his third best. Agreed. Uh, for me, I, people go back and forth. Did you like the first one the best? No, Skyfall is the best. That's what I it's, same it's page, same page. I had Skyfall first, then the first one. What was yeah, it? Casino, Casino Royale. Royale, and then this one. Most people have Casino Royale. Yeah, I'm I'm with you though. Skyfall to me is my yeah. favorite out of those. It's, I think it's yeah. just it's stunning. It's, it's beautiful. One of my favorite Bond movies, not just not just. Craig. It's my favorite Bond yeah, movie. It's really good. Uh but yeah, I would put the number three, and then probably Spectre, and then Quantum of Solace. Agreed. Yeah, same ranking. Quantum of Solace is just boring as shit. It's pretty bad. It's bad. I don't know. Spectre could have been something. It's not. They didn't know. know what to do with it. They didn't know what to do. It was like, yeah, it was but then, too much. Then to throw away Blofeld in this one, that's one of the things that killed me about it. It's True. Like, yeah. It's like, Rami Malek took him out pretty easy. These guys were supposed to be like a yeah. massive, decades long criminal organization. I'll show you how much more superior of a villain he is. But why is right, he superior? Like, right. I don't know. You know, you still, they don't really set it up well enough. And I think, but it was a good send off. I enjoyed watching sure. it. It's, but it was, it's fine. Now we need a new one. And whether or not they're going to do a new one in a while. I don't know that movie. Still, what's crazy is I was telling everybody, I'm like, ah, it made a lot of, it made like six hundred million. It it, uh, it it did really well. Yeah, it's not it, bad. It, but it didn't. It had to, that movie because of the amount of money that it cost. This is that's what. Oh, great. because they've been sitting on it for so long. Yeah, marketing, but how much it cost overall? From what I saw, it needed to make a billion dollars in order to make profit. There's uh, there's no. That's the the stupidest thing. The chicanery that studios do. Where I remember Michael J. Fox after like twenty years, like I still haven't made an extra penny on Back to the Future. It's like what. Because they, on the books, wrote it down as like the marketing and oh, everything right. cost way more than it ever did. Well, whatever. But um, no, they when this thing came out, I remember everyone saying how much it needed to make because of all the additional costs and all the different, and maybe pushing it back, the marketing, whatever it might have been. And I said, that can't be right. And then looking at some report that it was, it's like, but that's stupid. It's like, at that, especially when that movie's coming out. It's like, who's going to go? A billion dollars is not easy to do in no. general. No. 
It's like when Fast and Furious 8 or 7 did it, you're like, what the fuck? That's setting it up to fail. <laughs> right. That's right. all it's doing. It's yeah. like you need to make a billion. billion you're dollars. like, how, how, how many movies have done that? No. Seven, ten? There's something. Yeah, it, it's it's a feat when it happens. So yes. Setting it up to try to aim for it. Like, let's aim for 300 million. That's good. Let's, that's, that's, that's excellent. Yes. You know, one of the things that really, I mean, that I think the, one of the positives as far as box office goes is everything that they've learned through the pandemic. Hopefully smaller budgets now because people ain't going to see like when you put it like look at west side story which was phenomenal no oh, it's 100 mil though on a 100 mil. musical it, that's tough it's tough you spent there's no and no big stars like just spielberg's name doesn't cut it anymore and it the movie made a hundred million i mean the movie cost a hundred million dollars and made like 10 opening weekend or even less yeah i saw in the heights did better something like that and i i i loved west side story the, re, the the new one i loved it um that's all I've heard, but I, I never see musicals. It's it's super rare. But that's but that's my point. For a hundred mil, well, that's what you've been hearing it for years now. But tons of different actors and directors, and whatnot. Basically, it's I can get a fifty million dollar movie produced, yeah. or I can get a two hundred fifty million dollar movie produced. The adult drama that you have to make for eighty doesn't get made. No, unless you put it on streaming. And you get a deal because yeah. that's that's where that's where these things play now. So when Ridley Scott's going, oh, no one's seen the last duel. No one's going to the theater to see last duel. I saw it uh, digital, phenomenal, loved it. I'm not going to see the movie in the theater, not unless it's a screening. I'm not. Why am I going to go for two and a half hours to see that movie? When because also you're looking at budget and it's always inflation is the age old conversations. More, what are you going to spend if you you know that you're going you have an event to go to? You're going to see Spider Man. You have two movies you're going to spend twenty dollars a ticket on, or fifteen dollars a ticket on. Spider Man or Last Duel? What are you going to do if you're if you're an eighteen year old kid, twenty year old kid, which wow. is the majority of the audience, though, dude? Majority of the audience. Is first, kids. first off, you know just as well as I do, they're not going to open Last Duel if they see Spider Man has that weekend. No, I know, but, <laughs> I, but I, I know it's true. But I mean, but but he's blaming it on Marvel movies. The yeah, of course he is. Right, right. Just like every person that's <laughs> every. been in the industry for fifty years is <laughs> right. going, these fucking kids, bro. <laughs> And it's understandable. You're right. an old person. I get right, it. Right. Shit changes. And you don't like it because you want cinema to be respected in a certain way. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Unfortunately, shit has changed. It's like Robert Altman when when movies going. It's fucking. What's is it? There's a there's a big dog now. That's the number one movie with a with the space kid. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing. Can you imagine the private conversations about most directors switching to digital? Oh shit! Because and you yeah. saw some of it burble over in the public, but yeah. there I'm sure there was a whole community of like, look at these assholes. Well, Scorsese, the whole thing. I mean, Hugo was pretty much a big fu to digital. It was all about film and everything. You know, the yeah. digital film. You know, the, the preservation of. Well, it. I mean, but that is his. That is his that's choice. That's that a, is his right. Yeah, and that's. But that's. But he's Scorsese's a guy though that did the right thing and not the right thing, but did the did the smart thing. With Irishman, right? Because Irishman, like you saw the the one was it um, Silence? Is that the one with uh, yeah, yeah, with Liam Neeson and uh, Garfield? Adam Driver and, and Garfield? Beautiful movie, gorgeous movie. I actually saw that movie in the theater. There was two people there on opening night. Yeah, it was, it, nobody went to see it. Beautiful movie, but after that movie got made, nobody wanted to make Irishman because like nobody's seen Scorsese movies in the theater anymore. This right in the the wave of like Netflix and everybody getting these movies. Netflix. He ma- he goes to makes a streaming movie. It's nominated for Oscars. It does. This is what people. Need. This is where. No, remember, people said you can't get movies made now. You can't. They can't. They're not going to watch in these smaller movies now. There's a platform mm-hmm. for people to see movies, not just in these little independent theaters. And then it goes to VHS or, or or some DVD somewhere. You can find it anywhere. But there's so much shit though to watch now. It's incredible. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the, that's the other thing. There's just a ridiculous preponderance yeah. of content yep. that to cut through the chatter and make yours a topic of conversation yep. is really difficult to do. So the big spectacle films, 
have a better chance of doing that because yep. like, oh my God, did you see such and such? You know, whether it was great or abysmal, right? it's going to get traction. If it's media, like middle of the road, it'll still spark a little bit of attraction, whereas something like Last Duel needs to be awesome. It needs to be so good. It needs yeah. to be in the... It's not even in the conversation right now with awards. I thought it was a great... It's a really good movie. Um, but did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay. That's on my list of... I, if, if we were in a pandemic, I would have saw it on open, opening right, weekend. Right. I would have. What, what did you see though? Let me get... You saw Ghostbusters, right? I did not. You didn't see Ghostbusters. I'm I heard middling things, and I, I was like, I'll, "I'll wait till it comes. It stays out for a little while." That's yeah. a streaming. I can wait for that on streaming. Yeah, I dug it because I think that it's it's definitely as being a dad. I think later on, I'm going to watch that. With, I want to watch it with my my oldest. And, okay. And I, it's it's already more, a fan of Ghostbusters. Not necessarily, but I think the the premise is the she has like books and stuff. She's never even seen the original yet, so I'm going to oh, show okay. her. I'm going to show her the original before I show her this one. But I think she's going to like this one more because this one's geared towards families and it's geared geared towards kids like i think that the when the original came out in 84 it's still even though there's like kind of families can watch it it had that saturday night like when saturday night live was good and had an edgy kind of feel to it okay you know like the belushi like, era yeah, yeah, sure sure up, I, I think that era is overrated but go go right ahead fair enough but it's but you can't you can't it still had that edge though it had an edge back then 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 it, you, do you like it now uh ghostbusters yeah no, no i've no, always no, saturday night live saturday, saturday night live um now. i don't watch it yeah right it's, I see clips on Twitter and stuff every once again, but I, I don't watch it. Yeah, it hasn't been good in a long time. But but that's something that's been said about Saturday Night is sure. Dead. Is For years. been a headline since the late 80s. True. Or actually, probably early 80s when they changed the cast. True. Yeah, and then it came back. But, it, you know, it comes back in its waves. Um, but Ghostbusters, I feel that you had that Bill Murray, the Harold Ramis era, that era of, of comedy. Um was different than what this is for sure. There's not that edge. No, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Different but, sensibility. Different. Also, different comedic minds working on it. True. I'm trying to think what what it was. If I was going to guess what you saw, House of Gucci. I have not. No. What did you see? Did you Did you like Shang Chi? I thought it was okay. I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. good, not great. I thought I saw it. I also saw it too late. Okay. I thought it was good. I saw it after it'd been out for a little while. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Just thought it was good, not great. I didn't <laughs> like it at all. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But fucking dragons. Oh, they took you out of it? I, I, that and then like the end of WandaVision, which is like, okay, I realize she's called Scarlet Witch, but yeah. we're going full Wiccan. Yeah, like, that was, I mean, that Scarlet Witch I liked. Like, you know, that would, I, I, until the last until like the episode and a half okay. and the full reveal on Catherine Hahn, who was I thought it? was amazing. Yeah. And I was really into the show. And then I was like, all right, so witches? Really? Like real witches? Yeah. So does that mean, you know. Okay. Took the took took you out. Of I it. don't know. I don't yeah. know why that fantasy is any different than any other fantasy. Some things you some things you get. Some I, things I, you don't. Uh, yeah. Or whatever. Some right. you know. What about Loki? Loved it. Yeah, love. To me, I like the parallel universe. And all yeah, that yeah, and that's shit. that to me yeah. fits right in with everything else with Marvel. Once you yeah. bring in the Doctor Strange multi-dimensional, right? Okay, I know where we're going, and then just like, and we got witches and dragons. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it really is at this point it's, when the werewolves are coming, the werewolves, and, the, yes. and they are because well, vampires, well, vampires are, coming. are coming with blades. So it's like yeah. they they got to do everything at this point because they've done so much. But um, it actually goes back to the point that this. Did you see Eternals? No, I heard that was so boring. I loved Eternals. Oh my god, you're the first person that I've heard yeah, remotely say anything nice about it. And Roka hated it, but uh, cool. I know fifty people. I loved it. That hated it. I loved it. I thought. I thought it was because of everything you're just saying. Like to me, I like the science fiction stuff sure. way more than the than the fantasy. I mean, I like fantasy, but I. I mean, I. I should say more. It, a lot of the Marvel stuff, which I still watch and enjoy, it. It starts to feel a little more formulaic to me, right? Like you know, of course it is. Shang Chi. As much as I thought it was a good movie, a lot of the familiar beats that we've seen a million times over. Yeah. Um, 
there was something about Eternals that just it seemed, and I just, and then I saw Dune a little while later. It's it's de- it's definitely more deep. There's more to it. Like as far as boring, I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of depth to me for me, and the fact that they did that for two two forty five, I could see you either really loving it or thinking it's the worst movie of all time. Um, what what all I've heard is it is eternal. It is dull. Until the very end, and there's not enough action to wrap up the dullness leading up to. And I'm like, wow, I didn't feel that way at all. I'm, I'm looking. Maybe not. I get yeah. sucked into movies like that. Like I love Paul Thomas Anderson. He is one of my favorite directors. Yeah. But at the same, the flip side of that, uh, Terrence Malick, I don't understand. No, Terrence Malick, I can't. I, I, I can understand that I'm what I'm looking at is beautiful, but I get exactly. But I get bored. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't bored like that with this movie. Okay. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I've heard that from so many different people. Yeah. No. The, I, I know. I saw. I saw. Look, I talked to a bunch of people that didn't that didn't like it, and the critic score wasn't that great. I was myself, Coy, and a few other people, but the audience. When I put the review out, I was expecting everyone to go, "Nah, this one sucks." The audience seemed to really enjoy it, uh, but the, the it seemed a lot of the critics, for some reason or another, just didn't just didn't land with them. Yeah, who knows? So Spider Man, though, what do you think? So because of the pandemic and where we where we are, this movie does it crack a hundred million? Do you think? Opening weekend? Well, aren't they saying the pre-sales are right now or the best? I don't know. They're hyping it. Since, since uh, I think, Infinity um, Infinity War. Okay. Uh, which seems believable. Believable, yeah. Because I know quite a few people that this is their first. I'm not missing this opening weekend. Don't I don't want to see it in theater. Yeah, no I don't what. care. Yeah. Uh, where I've, they've been with me, by and large, of like, I, I can wait. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Um, is that what its projection is right now is 100? I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. I'm I, if I was to guess, I'm going to say this movie because big. What it used to be is 200 could be a massive weekend. 220. Those days, at, at least for now, are yeah, gone. Yeah, currently. I'm going to say this movie, which is a big opening weekend number. I think it makes 117 million dollars for the for the opening for opening okay. weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been paying attention to those types of numbers because they just haven't resonated for so long. Yeah, the, the numbers are always abysmal. They're all over the place. It could be, it could make eighty five. Tenant was the last one. I'm like, I'm curious to see what this does. And then when that one flamed out, I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, well, that that's what's going to be for a while. That was stupid though to put it out at the time. That was just ego driven. Totally ego driven. Um, There's no reason to put that out at the time. We, um, yeah, we both love Nolan, mm-hmm, maybe and you so. have an ego for a right. There's nothing, and by far as I'm concerned, yeah, uh, well, it's like James Cameron. You've earned it. Has he though? Cameron hasn't earned it. Has he though? Dude, are you kidding me? Like if, I, if for how well I'm, his movies do at the box office? That's what yes, I'm talking about. undoubtedly. I'm talking, I'm talking. If you're a business, if you're if you're running, yeah. if you're a business, and James Cameron tells you he wants to make a movie, his track record proves it. it, it somehow that thing's going to turn out a billion. I, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Yeah. With you. I just do any of those films outside of his early work still resonate with you? Uh, again, I'm one. Of, I'm. I'm. I understand every criticism with Avatar, where it's it's you've seen it a million times over that you see whether it's Pocahontas or Fern Gully, it uh, is. It, uh, Dances with Wolves a million a hundred percent. For some reason, though, for that that movie to me, especially I think it was the theater experience that really resonated with me when I saw it because because okay. I think the James Horner score is one of the best scores like ever. It's a great one of Horner's best, underrated, um, and the, I I do still think it plays. I haven't watched it in probably like five. Five years. I, I haven't seen it since the theater. Since the theater, did you hate it when you saw it in the theater? No, no I like. I was. Okay. I thought it was mesmerizing. Okay, yeah. And I saw it in 3D, yeah. and I, everybody yeah. said you need to see it in 3D, Great and I'm 3D. glad I did. It was good 3D. It yeah. was good 3D. Yeah. Because then I saw not too long after that, I think was Tron. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Legacy? Yeah, yeah, Legacy, and the 3D was jarring. In a few scenes, I could not make heads or tails of what the hell was going on right. on the screen. Yeah, there was that whole phase, that, that whole craze that everyone did with the with. Yeah, just everything became, just in, and guess conversion. what? 3D will eventually be back, but this yeah. time for, they're going to try and roll out 4D right. with the scents and smells. It's going to be and this then, fucking shit. Where is it? Uh, the, uh, the virtual reality, that's how you're going to start doing. Yeah, there the could be VR. Yeah. But I think that's, a, I mean, even even if that was ready to roll out right now, because of the pandemic and whatnot, people, yeah. there's no way they're going to trust it. Right Enough now. people are going to trust put to it on, wear. Put it yeah. on somebody else. Oh, you, cl- did you clean it? Yeah. yeah. Right. It was, why does it smell like salami? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the question that's going to come on. Well, this thing stinks. Of uh, all the cured meats, too. That's, the, speaking of meats, Matt Nost, I got to tell you. Have you tried Butcher Box? <laughs> have you tried Butcher Box? Uh, I have not, dude. You need to, especially because you're you're a grill guy, right? Do you you do some grilling? I do some grilling, yes, dude. This is it. It honestly, I this is heaven sent because uh, they have the best meats. And right now, when it comes to meat, that it's going to be the centerpiece of everybody's holiday meals. Quality matters, and when you invest in high quality meat from Butcher Box, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. This is what ButcherBox does. They source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-cut seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. They send these steaks, the New York Strip steaks. You can choose the box, mm-hmm. like whether it's ground turkey, uh, chicken, salmon. I we did the whole, um, we did turkey burgers the other day. We did, uh, my wife made these chicken tenders because my wife is so, where she goes, she's the grocery store, got to check everything. It's got, everything's got to be fresh. But she mm-hmm. has never wanted to go away from the store. We started getting the stuff. Now she doesn't want to go back. It's the best. I'm telling you, you should, you should give it a, Perfect. you should give it a shot. It's, for me, I'm, I'm doing the New York strip for the holiday. We're doing a pot roast. We're doing a, a bunch of different things. So the family loves it. The kids love it. My favorite thing is that you can actually, besides just the cost of it and the quality, it's very convenient. You can choose your own box. It's it's great. So what happens is every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home, free shipping for the continental U.S. There is no antibiotics or added hormones. Each box, it contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat. Depending on the box that you choose, that is enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience, so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. What I do is I customize it, whether because I'm I'm more so in the turkey and the chicken and the and the salmon, but they have a lot of different options too. Here's what you get right now: the Holiday Butcher Box is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box, plus twenty dollars off each box for the first five months of your membership. That is free bacon for life, and up to a hundred dollars off. Sign up at butcherbox.com/slash/big-thing. Butcherbox.com/slash/big-thing. Yeah, I am. Um, I didn't. Even, I didn't know about this company until you know they, they reached out recently, and, and mm-hmm. when we got it, it was like Christmas. We're like diving into it. Oh like yeah, it's it's you sh- it's fantastic. I bought it for my dad for for Christmas just to get him a. Uh, a we uh, used a different service for the last time, but perhaps next time I'll check out. Butcher you should Box. check it out. You should check it out. Um, let's talk about the show, dude. I I so settle the score. You've been doing it. Which, by the way, that was impressive. Which one? Just that. I don't know if that was a planned 
segue or an unintentional coincidence and you just went, you know, perfect. I just set myself up and I didn't even know it. 100%. Either way, it was, once again, one-man band. Thank you. So I didn't see the harmonica and then, boom, you just popped down a harmonica from like a browser of a hat I wasn't paying attention to. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't wait, that's man. Gonna happen. This is really impressive. I appreciate just it. Just flowing. <laughs> thing. Audience doesn't even realize it because that's how smooth and good you are. Just like boom, this 100%. guy's got it. He's got that's, moves. That's the moves. So you got moves though. You've been doing the uh, you've been doing this show now. What about a little over a year, year and a half? Not a little over a year. Well, okay. uh, yeah, year and three months, I guess, or some some jazz like that. Yeah. So how did you decide? Like, where, because the idea of the show is really fun. It's like so. If you guys don't know. What the show is, it's called Settle the Score, Matt and Andy... Like, Andy Merriweather. Andy Merriweather, who I like very much. Very nice guy. He's in the UK. The real talent on the show. He really is good, and he's and he's such a nice you, kid. You too. can laugh at that. We both understand. He's, he, he's the he, real talent. Without, without him, you're screwed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> very very yes. much so. But he's a sweetheart of a kid. I really like him a lot. But, um, but the... The show, it's a you have two people on, and Matt uh, is hosting the show. And just give a little bit of a breakdown, more so about what uh, you know what the show is. So um, I mean, basically, you've been on now three or what, four times. Yeah. yeah, four times, I think. Some, yeah. So let's see, Ellis, Freddie, Ellis, Freddie, Darina, Darina, and Riley. Was, it was Riley. Yeah. yeah. So there's your four. Right. Uh, and you can find all those on YouTube. Yeah. Um, YouTube.com forward slash Matt Nost. There you go. Okay. Uh, there's my seamless segue. You see that? It's good. Thank you. I liked it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's in essence, it's name that tune yeah. for movie music. Right. So we set it up and we kind of curate a list of 15 songs that I think that I'm the one that does the list and I try and gear it towards, all right, I, I know you like these types of movies. And then my, what I ideally want is the other person that you're playing that week, yeah. you know them. Yeah. So it's more fun as a, it could get combative like it did with you and Riley and you and Freddie a little bit. Right. And it's more fun that way if they right. know each other because then they're more apt to talk shit amongst themselves and get into the playfulness yeah. of it. Uh, and then, so we, we get the 15 songs. We write out clues for all of them. And then there's three rounds. They all have slight variations of what they are. Yeah. But I give a clue and then Andy starts playing and you guess the movie that it's from. Yeah. Well, it's great though. So for those, if you haven't seen it and you want to go back and watch, the first time Christian's on, yeah. you're not paying attention to any of the clues and you got upset that one of the songs had been used in more than one movie, and it was the only one I think on the I show. Think that was recent. I think that was recent one. Okay. <laughs> like, and you were like, "Well, I don't, I don't pay attention to the clues." I'm like, "The clue tells you what movie we're talking about, right. in case you need challenge." Guidance. I'm challenge. I was challenging. Yeah, in essence, and be like, "Well, tough shit. This isn't your show." Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, but it's just like the clues are there to help. Yes. I want you to get the answer right. I'm not trying to make it look like an asshole. No, it does. You know what it reminds me of? Actually, it does remind me of like kind of the feel and tone of when like the Schmodown started. In like 2014, 2015, when we did it on Schmoes, no, mm -hmm. and it was just kind of it's a bunch of friends just playing playing trivia and having some fun. That's it, and and you feel that vibe because, like you said, with Freddie was on. It was good to be on with Freddie because I because Freddie was one of my favorite people. When yeah, he's been know. one of my best friends for a long time. Yeah, because we came up together at the store, so yeah. being, reuniting. Fed him. I've had Rick on. Rick's the best. I know he's the best. He's the, he's the funniest dude I know. Ingram is really the funniest. He's dude. the funniest dude I know. Ever. Yeah, it's like not even a question in my head. I've met a lot of funny people. He's the funniest person. He's the funniest person I know. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and then after that, I'd say maybe Diaz, just in shooting the shit, talking. Yeah. Uh, but Rick still. It's just something he's got. Yeah. That, like I remember. Let's talk about your show though first. We want to go back. We'll yeah. go talk comedy. Let's say let's, we had those types yeah. of interviews. So we yeah. had comics on. We've had, uh, you know, people like yourself that yeah. review films and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had, uh, actors on, we had voice actors, like we had the voice of, uh, Crash Bandicoot versus Bumblebee Man. Oh, that's fun. They both do. I know Bumblebee Man. He's, yeah. he started out as a comic. You may have known him, Eric Lopez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So he's gone on now. He's been on everything. Okay. Uh, Star Wars, Spider-Man. He oh, has a voice, great. main voice on Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, ten other things. That's fun. Yeah, and then him and Scott White, he was in Mighty Ducks. Okay. That's a fun That's a fun episode because yeah, they know each fun. other, and I know Eric. I've known Eric for years. And yeah. just like, hey, to get, you know, have a little banter back and forth. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I give a clue, and then you're guessing the movie itself, and then we do, first round is just like, we're going to play the song until you get it. Yeah. Next round is we're cutting it down to five-second snippets, and they, they're recognizable. Yeah. So if you don't know it, then... You should know it, right? I like the idea of this too. That just there's parts like, and I know you get, when you get towards the end of it, it's it's more so of like how, and when Andy plays it, and you're like, you try to get it right away, and if you can't get it right away, you throw it over. You can be a dick and throw it over to someone else. You know, whoever you're playing against, you can throw it over to them, and then it's just, and it's just like it, it it just it it's just fun. The show's just fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. I just uh, I worked with Andy on. We did a jingle for a show that we did on Top Ten. Okay. And he had messaged. Uh, I met him in Chicago. Okay. And he came so he out came to, to watch. Yeah, okay. our show and yours. Okay. Uh, he's a fan of yours and is an avid Schmodown watcher. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we worked together just on this jingle. We did a, a play on uh, "Thank You for Being a Friend." Okay. And it ended up. It was great. Yeah. It was just fantastic. It just this gr- uh, working rapport back and forth where yeah. I sent him some lyrics and then he put it to music and then we just did slight tweaks and then he altered like one line that I think saved the whole thing because I couldn't get this one stanza. Yeah, he just has that musical brain. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, what about this to smooth out this, yeah. this, this wording? And I was like, perfect. And it was done. And it was like, that was a lot of fun. I like collaborating with people where it's a give and take. Yeah. Like he introduced me to a graphic designer that did the logo, but send in suggestions. He comes back and then he has ideas of his own. It's really easy to work with. Yeah, I'm happy so to do it. a good partnership. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, happy to give somebody else the autonomy of, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And... You know, we'll collaborate together and we'll make something pretty right. fucking cool. Isn't that fun though when you have like because you know what your strengths are, you obviously know what his yeah. strengths are, and be able to balance it out and make it. That's that's when the show the shows really work. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, if everybody understands, like, and I'm not gonna tell you how to do that because I don't. You know better, than right? I do. Is it tough though because he's in the UK, right? Yeah, he's in. He's just outside of London. Yeah, isn't it, it's got to be tough for him because he's probably got to do shows at like three in the morning sometimes. Uh, I mean, we don't schedule him that late, but yeah. lately he preferred to be later in the night because okay. he's a night owl. Okay, well, then that's And easier. his wife is asleep, so it's just like perfect. So we, we do it at... She hasn't um, seen him in six years because he's been up on your show. Trust me, they see, they see quite a bit of each other, you know? I, I hear a lot of stories about the two of them. She popped in. I don't know why she was awake at midnight. She's like my wife. She goes to bed super early. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there are times where it's just like, hey, the window you're asking for, it's going to be... But Andy's more than happy to go, ah, it's two in the morning. It's fine. Right, I'll drink some coffee. I'm like you're an animal. He does it. I mean, it's, and, it, and it's really he's so he's super talented. It's it, the show. If once again, guys, I want to put the link in the description for you to check it out. But it, it's um, settle the score, which is a great name. Did you come up with a name for the show? No, that was Andy. Did he really? Yep. That's because I that because you're you're really good with that with that type of stuff. So I would assume that was you. That's what. Yeah. That yeah. this is the first time ever too. The uh, mascot usually I have an idea. I'm really good with. This and then visualizing yeah. something for it. Yeah, that's usually what your strength is. Yeah, it just it. I, but on that one, I was like, I am literally. I sent him five ideas. And I was like, I hate all five of these, and these are the best of the fifty that I thought of. And yeah. I was like, I am struggling on this one. About the name of the show? No, about the identity of what we we're going to use for a mascot for oh, like see. a logo type of thing. Okay. Uh, the name we were just rifling text back and forth. Yeah, I think we had like five or six that we really liked, but I thought his popped the most. And there have been other set of the scores podcasts too. But, there's a soccer one. There's a 
Right, but this but this is different. It's settled the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're the only one remotely like this that I've ever found on YouTube. Yeah, play, but this, any but podcast this, form. Because settle the score for like soccer or whatever. It's like what is that? I mean, I guess you know the score between the, the yeah game the itself, two teams and sure, the game. Sure, but it the works score, on a couple of but the score itself for the for the music alone. Yeah. Even that's why that's when I first thought, oh, good, this is all about scores. It's not all about scores. You got to be good at soundtracks too, which is I get it, and, and that's that's. You perfect. can't, yeah, you can't do. You can't do the whole thing in the scores. Well, the problem is it would get too obscure too yeah. quickly. Yeah, it's and and you got to have that's that's where I got tied up on without listening. And that's what the benefit of having those scores oh, are. Oh, we're getting excuses a year later. No, 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 no. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. That's like uh, as far as the clues go, because in my head when I hear. I know different songs from movies that have been in five different movies, but if you don't yeah. have those clues in them, then well, but yeah. also too, I, I do, I do my best, my very best to not choose a song, no matter how much it is associated with this one. If it has a rough association with anything else, right? Unless we're specifically going to get like point a big fat arrow with the clue to that movie, right? I steer clear because it's just not fair, yeah, right? And it's, it's it just depends on how on how memorable it is. Like if you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If it is iconically known for this one specifically, yeah, I, I I think you can get away with it, but it gets difficult, man. We went fifty one weeks without repeating a song. Wow, I think we might have accidentally repeated one. Yeah, uh, so searching those last like three months, yeah. for more and more songs that you're gonna know from a movie that I think you've seen. It took hours. It's There's a lot of pre- yeah. It's funny because you forget how much like prep in general goes into shows, but I can't. I can imagine how much prep goes into that show. After a while, yeah. like you get through a lot of the the best. I mean, we have two Google Docs of just one is all pop songs from movies, okay. and one is all scores. And on some level, you think that they're gettable, but like the pop songs is 22 pages. Shit, that's fucking. Crazy, yeah, and that's I. I still feel like we're missing. I just added like four or five new songs for next week's show. Wow, um, yeah. So it's like you, you're still searching for. Yeah, it's also tough because it's there's times where you you don't know your guess who you're gonna have on and how. Well, is this like? I remember you had Apollo 13 on there, which I and I I don't even think, and I li- I listen to that score all the time, and I was so mad at myself that I missed it. But that's mm-hmm. like. That's not a score that everybody can get. No, but it's a movie everybody's sure. seen. So hopefully sure. the clue points to enough of of how you can get. How yeah, you can if, get if, to if it. this score isn't maybe going to get you there all the way, right. then the clue should. That's the thing is, I I play when I play on your show. I play to try to get it through my memory of how I remember. And it. you're good at it. That's yeah, the, that, that would you know was such a kick in the ass after you're like I don't pay attention to the clues. It's like you're already fucking good at the game, man. Well, that's and the you problem. Pay I'm not good at the clues. clues. You probably crush all the time. I'm not good at the clues. So I'm never going to be good at the clues. Uh, see, they, I think that's where in, that's where you're bogus. That's where you're just selling yourself <laughs> short because you fucking forgot about it the first time and a half you played. Maybe, maybe. And now you're like, well, that's my thing. That's my thing. Is Unconsciously, I, I, I don't want to. I try give to up. win it now, but now, but now, what I've also having more fun with is playing the actual the strategy of the game itself yeah what's that's my other thing is i don't want to have like every week be the same people but if they get the gist of the game yeah then there's some gamesmanship yeah and you can see it as the the wheels twist we have a a tweak on round one so after you get the question right then there's a bonus question which i i call the you know those questions do you want to be a dick or not right because you can cut the other person out, but if you get it wrong, you lose points. You lose points. But I like the end of it because I beat Ellis in the last one. Okay. And and I did it because I knew I knew this we're getting more scores. That's not his strength. Okay. And I knew that during I'm like, I'm passing, I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, make him settle the score in the last yeah. This, the last round is the wagering round, which it. is that's where the real gamesmanship comes in. Yep. And you can't 
the worst is when you see somebody figure out by question three what they should have done in question one yeah. the first time playing. No matter how much I try and explain beforehand, yep. hey, just think of it like this, and then if your score's down by this, you want to try and do these types of things. Like, pay attention to the other person. If they don't look like they know it and you think you might, That's exactly start with I mean. a higher note yeah. because then they'll come in at like 25 and then you go down to one down or zero. One. Yeah, that's just what like, I, I know. That, it. That's ultimately what I did. And I think the, the, the way I was able to, to win that last one. Um, but check out the check out the show, guys. It is Settle the Score. Do you guys do, is it podcasts also? or is Yeah, it, it's okay. all, yeah it, across any format by and large. I think Twitch is the only thing we're not technically on. Right now. That'll change, I'm sure. Eventually. If I could, if, does Streamlab go to Twitch? Yeah. Okay. Well, then guess what? We might be on Twitch <laughs> in the very near future because yeah. that takes little, no effort. Yeah. To it's, set up. No, it's it goes right to Twitch as well. So check that show out. It's Matt Nost and Andy, and it's a really, really uh, fun show. I enjoy doing it. You guys should should check it out. But um, before we uh, before we move on over, because I want to talk to Matt about a lot of the comedy store stuff and how we kind of met and and just I, and I I don't know if he's been doing comedy lately. I want to find that as. Also, but I do also want to talk to you guys, and I haven't talked to you guys about it um, today. And I, let's talk about Quip. Um, it's another thing. Do you, no, do you do the Quip? I do not do the Quip. Oh, man, you're learning a lot here today. I'll tell you. For I've, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard both. Quip's, uh, Quip's really good. And I'll tell you about Quip. If you guys are already using Quip and you already are putting your mouth in tip top shape, earn some rewards now. That's the way to do it. You got to upgrade, upgrade your Quip to a new smart motor, and this is what you do. You can track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app. You earn a, uh, rewards, whether it's a free refill, products, target gift cards, and much more. Now, beyond just the brush, Quip has a whole line of stocking stuffers for everyone on your list. There are two ways to floss. There's the floss string that, exp that expands to clean. There's the reusable floss pick that replaces over 180 disposable picks with every refill. They have refillable gum that is sugar-free, has long-lasting mint flavor, and it comes with a dispenser. There's a refillable mouthwash that's a four times concentrate, plus good for you, and it's good for the planet. In addition to the brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and the gum refills every three months from $5, and the shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of shopping in-store during the holidays and into the new year. It's a great gift. So even more good news is that Quip is running their best deal of the year, which means that you're not going to be paying through the teeth when you gift better oral health this year. So this is what you do. You go to getquip.com slash big thing right now on top of their holiday savings, and you're going to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free and up to 40% off of bundles at getquip.com slash big thing. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash big thing. That's Quip, the good habits company. You got to try that uh, that quip. It's it's I got a big from, fan. Are you? I am. I got it for the uh, I got it for the daughter for you know as she's getting older. She want to get get the uh, the the better brushing and it's just it's got the timer. It's 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 so it's 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 great. She's supposed to brush your teeth. They tell you two minutes and people go, eh, I'm done. So that's what you did as a kid. Everybody did that as a kid. I mean, it was, but it's like, but I didn't have quip. See. <laughs> Now I do. Now you do. Now I do. Now hopefully she has better dental health overall. She Did you, will. Do, you, do you have bad chompers? Is that I what don't. it is? No, I don't. I'm 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 good. But uh, but it's you know. But I wish I had quit when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, that's that one way. of the things you always hear from old people. Take care of your teeth. Yeah. Until until it's too late. Yeah. Because yeah, once sure. you lose them, it's just not the same. Nope. So take care of your teeth. It's like, it's, all right. It's terrible. Um, I want to talk to you about comedy store stuff because we. Uh, I don't know if you ever talked about it on air. I don't think we have. I don't think so. Maybe. Because you, I, I think there's only the second time I ever sat down with you on, on air, like this, yeah. Well, where it's just the two of us, never. It's never happened. That's well, that's yeah. Because you've been on, you were on Schmoes a bunch of times. 
Uh, live the yeah, like the showing up with everybody. Yeah, I did the schmoes like three times. Okay, yeah. So we, like but we don't know. I don't know. Probably didn't really have a, 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 a. No, usually yeah. it was it's you and Mark, and then right. Depending on the situation, like I did a New Year's one or something. No, Oscars right, one. Right, and that was like the whole. That's yeah. There's like 20 people in the room. Right. First time I met Tom. Okay, okay. So that must the, the, you yeah. always, do that. You always remember the first time. Well, you I Tom. remember because he had mask on. A little factoid about Raiders, which I just read the week previous. Oh, okay. And uh, he said it, and everybody in the room was like, okay, Tom, because they just didn't trust his movie knowledge. Yeah. And I looked at him, and I was like, no, he's right. He's right. And he looked at me, and he was like, yeah, fuck yeah, thank you. <laughs> there he but is. But I, I remember at that time, I don't know how steeped he is in movies to this day, but at that time, he, I don't know. Well, just, we did, he we liked did, what he liked, but yes, he wasn't venturing well, we did out. A bit, we did a bit where he would come in, and he would tell stories about facts on movies, and he would give a bunch of bullshit, but there was a bunch of stuff in there that was, that was true. Okay. And that was probably one of them. Whatever, whatever the little factoid was. What was the factoid? Do you remember? Uh, it was the fact that uh, in some of the, I guess they'd be hieroglyphics in Raiders. Yeah, you can see C three PO and R two D two. You can. Yeah, I you saw can. That recently, yeah, um, that's very true. Um, so yeah, so we never talked about. It. So the I remember I I'm pretty sure because you did you live in San Diego for a while in that area in La Jolla? Yeah, that's where I met you. That's definitely where I met you. I just didn't know if you were. I, I know that you were working there and you were you were there all the time. I just wasn't sure if you were living there. Oh yeah, no, I lived in you, Pacific Beach, which is. Two miles, three miles south. So what took, because you went, so where did you, when did you first move out to California? I moved out in 2003, okay. and then I started doing open mics there in 2005. So I did my first one, and I bombed so bad that I was like, you know what, I'm going to work on my stuff. Yeah. And I took months off before I went back. Before you went up. Yeah, so why did you decide time. to go there and not, not L.A.? I don't know because I I visited San Diego and I was like this place is amazing. It's, it's real. It's funny. That's where I'm when I in New York. It was San Diego that made me want to come to California in general when I was okay. in the seventh grade. Oh and, really? Yeah. And I would say it was like a different planet. And I was like, oh, this is it is. It's great, but but I knew I had to get here. So it's curious. Curious because La Jolla was was pretty was really well known in the comedy circuit. So was that was that the place that you wanted to get in on? No, I had no oh, okay. aspiration to. Dude, I just wanted to move to San Diego. Oh, okay. And you just happened to fall into it. Well, I, I'd been there for six months or something, oh. and I hadn't really met any friends or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, like a lot of people, I had an inkling of, I'd like to try that. I think I might be okay at it. Right. Um, and I, after like six months of just not me, I met a bunch of, I don't know, guys I just didn't enjoy hanging out with. And it, it got to the point of like... Am I really so needing of company? I want to hang out with these two assholes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, mean, I did that a couple of times, and like, nah, I don't really like you guys. Right. Uh, they were fine, like type of thing, but I don't want to spend long term. Right. Uh, with you, and then went to the store, and then I don't know, just found a collection of misfits. Eventually, you do the open mic for long enough, and you do befriend a couple people, sure. and then from there it kind of grows. Uh, so it was kind of to build friends, and then started doing comedy. Yeah, because I remember because that's how because Ellis I think introduced us. I was well, I was working at I was doing the club that that weekend. And, yeah, you and, came down to the club. I, yeah, I worked at the store in La Jolla. Yeah, I was a door guy. I mean, I started. I worked there for free. For did you really for months? Is that legal? No, <laughs> not even remotely. <laughs> right, but it was the fast track if you want to get a job here. Totally. So yeah. I would show up to do shows and I'd help clean tables uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. And you'd get up and they'd give you spots in order to No. Do it. No, they wouldn't even give you spots? No. See, the I'd get an occasional like extra Wednesday spot or yeah, something. Right, right. So nothing. Yeah. But that was rare. It's like right. yeah, I'm getting one or two of those a month and I have to show up every weekend right. And to it's do different this. in La Jolla too from the way that they run the shows as opposed to the Hollywood. Yeah, now yeah. it's changed even yeah. more. Right. But at least back in the day, once you got to a certain point, you'd have 
Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. And then if you worked at the club, you could also open a show on Friday or and or Saturday. Sometimes yeah. you could do all four. Well, how long were you in La Jolla for? Because I mean, I met you. I can Years. tell you the year it was. It's two thousand seven is when I met you. Okay, so, I couldn't tell you the year, but I know we met in La Jolla. It was two thousand seven because I did. I would do that. I did La Jolla a handful of times in like two thousand. Well, my name, you know what? When did you start working there? I think I got a job in 2005. So maybe it was even before that because I, I don't know, because I I did a show. I'll never forget my, my, my favorite show that I ever did there was one like Skippy Simon, myself, and James Painter. I never saw that show. Oh, That's man, a weird fucking show. What a weird fucking That's show. That's a weird. That so was. is Skippy closing that show? No, Skippy was, I was, I was doing, I was doing, it wasn't, it was, it was, who was it? I was doing the, to the, the middle spot. Okay. And Skippy was doing the first. I can't remember who the headliner Painter was. Painter was fucking, oh. No, no, no. He came in and did like. A guest set? They gave him like guests. Okay. They, no, no. They didn't Still, like that's a fucking weird show. Um, Don came down one time and La Jolla didn't get it. They did not get James Painter at all because not only did they not get James Painter, yeah. it wasn't the James Painter, like his normal set. He was doing, you remember Blue Iris, right? Mm-hmm. So he did a he did a bit um, called Blue Painter, and he, which is inside baseball. It's a joke it, inside it, of a joke inside of a joke. It crushed at the store in Hollywood. Of course obviously. it did. Of course, but not in La Jolla. So he goes yeah. and he so he dresses up in a dress. And one of his jokes is that the other day I was having sex with my boyfriend, and he said, "Blue, your pussy smells terrible." And I said, "That's not my pussy. That's this dumpster we're fucking in." He said, "But Blue, we're not fucking in a dumpster." Oh yeah, well it's definitely my pussy then. <laughs> <laughs> like, and uh, dude, that joke alone at the store, I remember having it. Like, it was packed in the OR. I never heard. I was sitting next to Steve Simone, Caparulo. Few. I never heard such loud laughter for so long. And then we go to La Jolla, and I remember driving in the car with those two. And he's like, "I'm doing blue paint," and I'm going, "I don't know if it's gonna play in La Jolla, man." It, it bombed. Like yeah, of course, Pearl Harbor. It was brutal. Yeah, that that is one thing. Brutal, like super blue. It was rare when comics would come down, and you knew that was their mo. Yeah, and then for them to uh, succeed, which they could. Yeah, they, it, it's an easy room. So easy. long as you're confident, it is a. It's a fun. It's one of the funnest rooms you're going to play, easy. hands down. Yeah, they just they just there to have fun. They live in San Diego. Yeah, they're not. It's it's everybody not, assumes they live in La Jolla. They don't. No, it's uh, not, about five percent of. It's not this. No. And it's not like we have five thousand other things we could be doing right now. It it's, is. It's the night out from them for probably like. It a doesn't month. even matter. It's no. fine. It doesn't matter what age range you no. live in. San Diego. You're pretty laid back. Pretty easy going by and large. I loved doing that room. It was, oh, it's, it was, it was I, always fun. It was so spoiled. Yeah. Not even funny. Yeah, I sure. knew it at the time because yeah. you'd go and do anywhere else and be like, "This isn't like La Jolla." No, as I said, that and that was that was the beauty of the OR I, is that the OR is like the stinky gym that if you when like I'm doing the I was doing the OR. At like one in the morning, oh, me too. And then you know, so doing the art like one in the morning, and yeah. then driving out to La Jolla for a I, weekend. It's like it was like going I to either Disneyland. do first or second spot, or yeah. I do the third from last, second from last. And Don always has the last. Those yeah. are the only spots that I ever get in the OR, which is fine. I don't have credits. I don't have anything else to stack up next to. Totally get it. I used to like doing those spots though, because I would have because because yes I would, and no. So when Tommy was there, I would do I would open. I would do the nine. Sure. And then I would have like I had a, like. There was a time, like from like two, two during two thousand three, two thousand seven. I what he would always do to me, which I wasn't going to complain about because it was right in the middle of the show. He was put me up like after Rogan, after Rogan did like an hour, right? It's like 
Somebody's got to be the sacrificial lamb. It's a fucking tough spot, but it was a good. But but it, it's again, it's like it's go, it's going into the matrix and learning how to fucking dodge, you know, and and do oh yeah, all that no, stuff. the you, OR you gives stronger. you that opportunity. Yeah. I remember one time, uh, so Ross showed up, Jeff Ross, and he was like, "Hey, can I go up?" And Tommy's like, "You can go up next." And I was supposed to go up next, and I'm like, "Fair enough." It's one of the times I also didn't have a spot third yeah. from the end under yeah. Tommy's regime. I was it's like six from the end. I was like, "Okay, there's actually a crowd here." Such a regime, so true. Uh, was, yeah, full on. Full, he made me hate comedy. Wow. Well, uh, it's not just that. Not guy. just that. You shouldn't hate it. You, um, should, you, should, you should love it. So Ross goes on, and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to bring my friend John up here. And the crowd doesn't know it, and they bring John Mayer on stage. Oh, God. And it was when John Mayer was doing comedy for like that six-month, eight-month period. And, you know, the thing is, he knows the mathematics. Yeah. Uh, bump, bump, bump. Yeah. Bump, bump, bump. Right. So he can do, it's a serviceable job. Yeah. For a guy that doesn't do comedy, he's like, you wrote some jokes, man. I will give you that. But the crowd fucking loved it, and I had yeah. to follow that. I got a standing O, actually, after that one. Oh, that's great. Because uh, I just talked about for 15 minutes how depressing it must be for them to have gone from Jeff Ross and John Mayer to a dude that looks like their accountant. And then I just <laughs> right. made some fun of myself for 15 minutes, and I got off. People were like, that was amazing. That's fun. Yeah. The best part was I walk off. Tommy was like, well, if you can do that, I should start giving you better spots. Yeah. And then he proceeded to put me on dead last for the next, like, three months. That's a nice guy. Yeah. I brought up Don for three months straight, and I was like, oh, man. I fucking hate you. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't do better than that. It was my that was the thing, man. Because I stopped because when I when I left when I stopped going to the store, it was because I just had, had stopped doing comedy. Um, he was still he was still running the show. Right? Of course, I, I was. He gave I, look as horrible as a lot of people felt his regime was. He did give me a lot of spots. He did. Um, yeah, look, he passed me. Yeah. Oh, he passed you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was begrudging. He did not want to do it, but it was kind of like, dude, you clearly know. Yeah. That I'm deserving of those spots, and it got to the point where. You said, let's do this fucking shit. He didn't like me because Ari and uh, Rick and Tripoli and a couple other guys, unbeknownst to me, all individually went up to Tommy before I lived in Los Angeles and was like, you need to see this guy. He's he's really funny. Yeah. And which I, to this day, I thank them because it's, yeah. it's a nice vote of confidence early on. Right. Because um, a lot of guys come down big league, you and I, I get it. Sure. Um, so he didn't get to anoint me in his eyes. So I was never his guy. He got that shit from fucking he try, him trying to be Mitzi. Yeah, exactly. Because like because because I because that's Mitz, if Mitzi didn't find I mean, poor Steve Simone. Steve Simone's one of the funniest fucking guys out there, and like mm -hmm. he, you know he he was driving her around and just so she wouldn't pass him. I was lucky enough that I I got I got passed by her. You know because it like, makes a difference. It makes a difference. So, so like for him, you know, so she was like. She, I've told the story about getting past, you know, and being able, it was just a different time back then. Like there was, I would go up on the way that they had it was, it was August was when I started showcasing there. I got mm -hmm. past in November, right? Because, oh, that's not bad. Well, I mean, at the time I, I didn't know what it was. I remember going up because Brett Ernst had, had recommended me. Okay. And so I get up there on, cause I don't know how they do it now, but it was, it was on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday were the audition days where they were the, um, showcase days. Mm -hmm. Right. So you start out with like there's depending on the levels that you're at you're three seven and ten were the were the minutes that you get depending on the phases that you, that you got to, and I would I was doing it I was going it, and Mitzi saw me she you know, come back do the do the seven it was like, great, so then I remember the story I tell I can't remember this fucking guy's name and I just always use him as, as an example, she wasn't coming to the club for a little bit but okay it, but it, but you still could go up in those three days so I was going up at the store. Every Sunday morning. Why not? It's Tuesday. free stage time. 100%. Yeah. And I remember this guy, he goes, ah, I'm, not, I'm not going up tonight. We're not, a lot of us are just going to go. We're going to go. Great. Drink go it. ahead. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And yeah. I, like, she's not going to be here for like a while. We're going to come back when we know she's going to be here. I'm like, 
That's fucking stupid. Well, who knows if she's ever going to... If she's not here now, the chances of her showing later are slim to know. That's, that, that's the main thing. Yeah. Then the other part of it is, like, you're, you got a shot at to perform at the comedy store three nights a fucking week when a lot of these regulars don't get to do that. No. And and then I remember, like, Ari Shafir, who came up to me after, because I, I was... Out of that whole class of people, I think it was either myself and one other person or just me. I can't remember. And Ari's like, you know, one of the main reasons you got passed because you were fucking hanging out all the time. Yeah, and makes like, a difference. It's massive because you learn you you learn the idea of the fucking club. Well, and it, the store is very like, who the fuck are you? Right. And I love that about the store. Yeah. It's like, I got to fucking know you before I, I trust you. I remember that there was a, you know, there are cycles where you see the same patterns of individuals come through. Yeah. And there was the overeager open micer who was showing up wanting mm-hmm. to be buddy-buddy from day one. Right. And- he figured out the rules a little bit early on, so he started showing up like Monday nights super late and parking in the lot. And there were so few cars in the lot yeah. that more than more often than not, the uh, lot attendant was just another open micer as right, well. Right. Wouldn't stand up to him. Right. Just wouldn't say no. And everybody, the rest of us that would give a shit was just like, I don't. Who gives? It's not shit? worth it. Right. And one night his car got hit. Uh-oh. Uh oh. By Don's head of security, just plowed into the side of it on accident. <laughs> Yeah, dude walking around with a fake earpiece and sunglasses. Don's head of security. Um, You got to know Don Bears. Look him up. So funny. And he came up to us and we were on the front patio and he's like, dude, such and such just hit my car. Like, what are we going to do about it? And we all went, well, are you allowed to park in the lot? Because if not, I don't think you have much of a leg to stand on here. Right. And he was like, oh, all right. He just stormed off and went in the back and like, bro. What are you going to do? You're there's not one rules. of us. No, there's rules. There, yeah. That club especially, there are fucking rules. And it's like, that's, and that is the, that's also the, I mean, I went back, I don't know, it's like uh, in July. I was there just to stop by and, and I always, and still today, and I'm, I'm regular at the club and I, I still, I don't just walk in there with my fucking chest puffed out of not being there forever. I walk up and I'm just like, it, I introduce myself to the door guys. Mm-hmm. And like, and they're always very respectful. Ellis is always, you know, it's Ellis. He's the nicest guy in the world. And he looks at me, he's like, ah, he's regular here. He's telling people. And then the yeah. second they know, they're like, oh, okay. It's, it's, a, it's like a badge of honor when you do it because it's like, it's a. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. More often than not, yeah. the guys that are working, although they have actual security now. Do they, do they finally? Well, they sell out every show. Yeah, I know. They're crushing now. So they need real security as yeah. opposed to just paying comics to run the door, seat people, be your security. It was a college. It was Clean like, tables. Yeah. It was, that's how it was. Like That's how I met, and speaking of Rick Ingram. So Ingram and I, because I was one of the, I think to this day, maybe the only person ever to do this is most people would. What, not steal? When you worked well, at booth, I, maybe the second person, maybe the only person I did, I did not, I did not steal when I was there. But because this is the reason why, I think one of the reasons why um, was that most people, as you said, what they want to do is when you're working at the at the door, you want to become a regular. There. Yeah, I may have been the only person, maybe in the history, that became a regular and then started working there because what not getting spots or. Well, because I wanted to get extra spots. That was my that was my my idea. She would still give you. I got employee spots plus regular spots. Because the rule for the long longest time was once I pass you, you can't work here anymore. But even that not was like a gray then. area type of. If not you needed the job still for a little while, that was fine. Yeah, no, not back then. Not back, they, they, uh, she wasn't. Was, yeah, I, she was on the tail end of her actually coming she, around. And she wasn't even really there. It was Dean that was that was doing it? And, Bro, yeah, right. And 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 because I was because of that. If you talk to Ingram about it, the worst comedy store employee of all time because I didn't because what? Yeah, what motivation do you have? Except those spots. As long as I got the spots, and like 
Ingram always tells the story. Well, you would disappear, weren't you? Wasn't that your MO? <laughs> yeah, just gone for four hours. He goes, I've heard that from him yeah, before. He, he goes, he is like, I'll be there with Harloff, and we'd smoke a ball in the back. And then I go, oh, there goes Harloff. <laughs> He's driving off the lot in the middle of it. And I remember one time, the, uh, that awning with that, lot, with that ladder, like how no one died going up that ladder. Yeah. And people There's are going, a lot of those a lot, stories. A lot of those. And then Dean's like, you got to change the awning tonight. I go, nah, I'm afraid of heights. He goes, get the fuck out of here. I go, I'm afraid of heights. He goes, are you really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then and he's like, fine. So Harloff can't change it because he's afraid of heights. That's <laughs> saying, that's like, yeah, right. Yeah, who, who, who gives a who flying? Gives a there flying. is no motivation. When, yeah. when I moved here, Renazizi was like, are you going to work here? And I'm like, dude, I'm done working for this place. Yeah. I'm good. I did it for four years. That was it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I moved here for a clean slate. Like, I know all you guys, but I'm just done working at a club. I did it to hang out, and I already had spots. And I yeah, and by the time it. I moved here, yeah. I already knew everybody. Right. So it didn't really matter. Yeah. I didn't know the young guys. Right, right, right. But that's fine. Uh, you'll get to know him in time. I still hung out. I was there for the first few years I lived here. I was there five, six nights a week, every every yeah, week. Right? Yeah, me too. For for a while, yeah. and I, and I go I, do spots elsewhere and be like, all right, well, I'm going to go hang out at the store. Have you been going up a lot lately? Yeah, sporadically. Sporadically, it's kind of like what I, I got back the into. Pandemic it. didn't help my inherent laziness as I get older. Yeah. And now that it's, I get you know that I've got my shots and all that, I should be getting out more. But I I, I haven't gotten, I haven't kicked myself in the ass enough. I did because I had been off. I got finally gotten that fucking. I don't know what it was. It took a long time, but the the, the beast kind of woke up a little bit, you know. And it's like, and I finally I got back on stage in New York, and I've been doing like flappers for a bit. I haven't done the store yet, and but God, I haven't done flappers in so long. I had never done it before because I'd been it, it didn't exist when I was when I was oh, here. okay. Um, and then I was supposed to do a show well tonight when this comes out, um, but I, I I just couldn't wind up doing it. But I've been trying to go up at least once a month right now. That's that's my goal. Um, to start it's a start and then when it starts to get a, hopefully we've been saying this for god knows how long when it gets a little better out there i'm going to start going to the store at least try to go once a week that's my deal that's my my goal yeah i'm just i don't know hesitant with the sanit sanitation aspects of it or the cleanliness yeah that's the only thing that kills me because i know I one thing it. the pandemic has stopped me is i i didn't realize i knew as many wackadoo comics as i, I did there's 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 a lot and now a lot of those people are still getting spots. Yeah. It's it's just the fucking world sucks. <laughs> it, I already knew some of them. I know. I, I know. already knew. So then when this goes all south, it's like, well, that's to be, ex what, what did you expect what in did this you situation? Expect? It's the other ones where I'm like, you were normal. But what happened? And yeah, now you have it just, I guess, too much time alone. It's that's exactly what it is. It's like what 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 has been going on in here for fucking two years, and it'll, and it'll, it's it's either yeah, yeah, it's a lot, yeah, it's a lot. So so a few of them, it's like okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but but yeah, it's it's so going back. I'm I'll be I'll be going back for sure. It's good to be, to get back into it. But this is but your show once again. So let people know they can find it on on YouTube. You find it on anywhere podcast, Apple, Spotify, everywhere, all that jazz. So, so what's, what's the the goal is is this the one you're putting all the are you guys still doing top ten. No, we're still doing top 10, okay. but I figured this audience knows about top sure, 10. Sure, sure. Uh, been with it, and with whether or not they know about Settle the Score, to come on. Still doing top 10. Okay, yeah. Uh, and if you want basketball, NBA action, yeah, I do that on uh, Wednesday. Settle the Score comes out on Thursday, but Wednesday it's live, and I talk NBA. Is it? Were you able to get the Dropping Dimes name? or the, that was? Yeah, I just text Marcus, like, you give a shit, and he's like, no. No, he was the same way. That's why I, I turned Jedi Council into Sith Council. Oh, okay. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. Although he sold it, but I, when yeah. I left and he still owned it, I was like, do you care? Yeah, he's yeah. like, no, not at all. And then I asked him, I was like, you want to come on? He's like, I, dude, I've watched three games. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's, plus he's just living on a boat right now. 
Yeah, you know, whatever. He's, he's living his life. He's together. Fucking, good for him. I always good liked for him. him. I always liked Mark. Was, Mark was great to me. Yeah. Mark still is. I still talk to him. He's yeah. doing great. Um, all right, listen, this is Matt Nost. It was good to have you on, man. We got to do it again. For sure. Pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me. Of course. We'll do it again. Uh, please go check out that show. It is Settle the Score. It is the great Matt Nost. And we're excited. Once again, guys, if you didn't uh, get a chance to, please, please, please go on over and check out the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Remember, my review of Spider-Man, it's up right now. The spoiler review will be up. Uh, probably on Saturday, and then we got Matrix coming out. We got so much stuff. We got Kingsman review coming out also. So all that stuff, guys. Please check it out and join us on Friday, where we're doing the rewatch of Matrix Reloaded with myself, Coy, and Kate. So thank you, appreciate you. We'll see you really, really soon. And once again, follow Matt Nost on Twitter, and we'll check you out later. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.